welcome everybody to Corner 3, the best, the best fan by basketball podcast on the planet. We are rocking with some dope folks, but first, before we get into those folks, we have to ask the question, would you want James Harden on your team? To answer that question with us today is the dopeness that is my man, my mellow, the smooth kind of fellow. It is Nikki. Yo, where'd the Gatorade go, Grayson? What up, Nikki? How you hey, doing? it's in cube form. You chew it. <laughs> <laughs> We're also joined with my man, my mellow, the smooth kind of fellow, John. I only hit clutch free throws. Warren, what the deal be? How are you? Um, I idolize Steve Nash. That's the only thing I know how to do is shoot free throws <laughs> and, and grow my hair out. <laughs> oh, my it. goodness. I am your host as well, Khalif. I don't know how I'm fitting in this goddamn jersey. Adams, what the deal be? I hope you're all doing well. We are rocking with our first episode of Corner 3, our new basketball NBA show. Uh, We are super excited to bring this to you. And I think, you know, one of the things we want to dig into on this show is, of course, give you a little bit of flavor of what's happening in the league, talk about some of our favorite players, some of our favorite teams, and kind of talk about the scuttlebutt that's happening within the league of the week. Uh, I think it's going to be something that we're going to be digging into and it's going to be really fun because we have a bunch of folks on this show who love basketball and love the NBA. And, oh, uh, this one? Basket? Oh, oh, shit. Oh, basketball. This is about basketball. I'm wearing a soccer yeah. jersey. Is this not the – am I on oh. – oh, oh, so I can't believe we did uh, Corner 2 is the name of our show. Because uh, we had to take Nikki <laughs> off the show really quickly. Uh, Corner 2, you- middle zero. <laughs> <laughs> It is now called the 2-3 Zone, uh, as we've changed the name of the show Ooh, that's uh, good. really quickly, uh, because Nikki thought this was about basket weaving. Um, so okay. ma- magically, we're going to get into all of that stuff. Uh, this first episode is all about the one of the biggest trades of the NBA season, the 2021 season. Uh, James, I don't care what I look like, Harden is on the court, uh, <laughs> and he was for at least the beginning of the season still with the Houston Rockets, but now through a blockbuster trade that happened a couple of days ago, or probably what, 24 hours ago as of this recording uh, is now a Brooklyn net. So we started the conversation and we started the episode uh, asking all of you at home and all of our wonderful illustrious hosts here, would you want James Harden to be on your team? Um, I think before we jump directly into the question, uh, Nikki and John, you know, I know, John, I know you have a, a big love of the Dallas Mavs. I know you're a big fan of that team. Uh, that Luka is Magic, squad. baby. Luka yeah. Magic, baby. But, Nikki, I don't know who your squad is. I think you said the mm. Lakers, right? Oh, my God. Yeah, I love the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, sorry, yeah. let me take this one again. The 2020 National Basketball Association World Champion Los Angeles Lakers. Oi. Yeah. Oy vey. It's it feels good to be on top, folks. I can't, I can't front. It is I, you have all the ability to gloat for the rest of the season because your squad is the squad right now. Damn, who's, we who's were won. we were good last year, and folks, we're better yeah, this year. Better this year. I can't yeah. even lie. You are better this year. I can't even front about yeah. that at all. It is absolutely true. Rob uh, is good at his job. Yeah, I can't front. Yeah, they they have. I mean, the front the front. The front LeBron is good at tampering. <laughs> But that's a whole other conversation (laughs) that we're not going to go into on this particular episode. But we should definitely talk about that soon. Um, So with their respective teams, you know, Lakers and Mavs, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, again, with the composition that you already have on your teams, the kind of uh, ethos of what those teams are trying to do. 
Lucas team, I mean, Lucas team, because I'm just going to call it Lucas team, because it is Lucas team. <laughs> the Mavericks are still kind of in this interesting running gun kind of pers- perspective right now. They're still, you know, up-tempo, trying to figure out ways to play through Luca. You know, uh, the unicorn, Porzingis, is still trying to come off the mend. He's trying to figure out how to integrate himself back into the offense whenever he does wind up getting in. John, what are your thoughts about, like, if you had the ability to swap somebody out and bring in James, I'm not going to say the actual thing that I was going to say, Harden. Um, <laughs> but what, what would your thoughts be about bringing him into the team and bringing him into your, the chemistry of that squad? I mean, listen, like, if 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 it were up to me, you know, the, the entire team revolves around Luka Doncic, and it will for the next, I don't know, 15 years, probably. Uh, God, I hope we can keep him entertained in Dallas. <laughs> God, I'm so scared. I'm so scared. He's just gonna like bail to uh, uh, to Miami with like Jimmy Butler in like three years or whatever. Mm. Um, but but everything begins and ends with him. So if you if you put him on the team, if you put James Harden on a team with Luca and Kristaps uh, Porzingis, it doesn't work for me because the, mm. the the offense really needs to move through Luka Doncic. Luka Doncic is going to like shatter personal possession and usage numbers like for his career. Uh, and James Harden's mostly the same kind of player. Um, the difference between Luka and and Harden is that Luka's always trying to find the best way to score. If that is distributing the ball, if that is shooting the ball, if that's driving to the hoop, he's finding the best ways to score. Uh, I mean, Harden, not to oversimplify, but I mean, he dribbles for 23 seconds and does a step back. Now, is he the best that's ever done it at that? Yeah, sure. But it's just not the kind of style that works. Now, I will say this. I woke up this morning thinking about this. Not that it would be a fair trade. We would have had to, like, sell our future to do it. If we had sent Chris Apps for Zingas and some picks to Houston uh, for Harden, maybe that works. because. I think Harden is an okay second element, and we can get into this, but it's actually why I don't know if he works on the Nets either. Um, so, yeah, that that'd be my answer. I mean, everything begins and ends with Luka Doncic to me, who I think will be a multiple-time NBA champion and a multiple-time MVP, and I just don't know why you would you know uh, put James Harden into the mix. Yeah, I don't have a beef with James Harden. I think he he should be him. He's entertaining. He's uh, he's must see TV for me, um, especially when he's, you know, not in game shape, but still balling out anyway. Like, I love that. Like, I love that. Like, he's looking like me out there right now. And like, I'm into it. Like, it's great. So um, that's no shade. Like, and he and Steve Nash working together, like in in theory, that should be really interesting. But I don't know. It's not for the Dallas Mavericks, for sure. Yeah. Nikki, two-time champions, rocking it out. Got the, you know, LeBron is going to have his his uh, his statue in, in the beginning in the front of uh-huh. Staples Center at some point in this uh-huh. world. Uh, you with, uh, you know, LeBron with, with AD and yeah. now with uh, Schroeder being in the mix mm-hmm. as well. And I think, mm-hmm. to be fair, the biggest pickup in terms of what the Lakers got is, uh, what was the cat from the Clippers that you all picked up? Montrezl Harrell. Oh, Montrez Harrell. Montrez Harrell. Yeah, I don't understand. Listen, the Clippers poverty franchise. We all know this. I know this. You know this. But the fact that they gave this man up for literally nothing is one of the most unbelievable NBA moves I've I've seen since I've like actually started paying attention to the league. 
I don't understand it. Um, would I take James Harden? Yeah, I'd take James Harden on my basketball team. Um, uh, swap him out as maybe like the eighth or ninth man for Kosas uh, Tenekumpo. Get kind of him out of there and then put James Harden in in his spot um, for some just a, like little scoring off the bench. Um, I think I would take. No, I wouldn't take James Harden on this team. I think <laughs> I think he's like he does not fit the way that this basketball team plays um, because the Marcus all is Marcus all and Dennis Schroeder are basically how do we move the ball around in the same way? They're like Luka Doncic split into two people and mm. neither of them are as good when you even put them together. But I think <laughs> they have such basketball, such high basketball IQ that it works in the flow of this offense. Um, and also this team is just absolutely dominant defensively when they decide to play defensive right. basketball. Yeah. Um, and I could uh, play better defense than James Harden does most of the time. <laughs> so I don't want him anywhere near <laughs> uh, anywhere near uh, my Los Angeles Lakers. Here, here's the interesting part about that, right? Because we, so, so we'll take a, we'll take a step back back. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. And we'll say so just like six steps. I mean, 40, I mean, I've, <laughs> at this point, Harden is doing the Mambo while when yeah. he gets the ball behind the, the three point line and no one calls it and no one says a word except for all of us at home who are like, this is not how basketball actually works. This is, this is actually does. against the rules and laws of basketball, <laughs> uh, both in the written word and in physics. But I think that the interesting part about all of these conversations have been, again, Harden is still one of the best basketball players on the planet. Even like you said, John, a little bit earlier, coming into camp in not great shape, you know, looking like he definitely had an extra, yeah, it had like at least three extra wings at the strip club, right? So like we we saw that that was a thing, but still dropping like unreasonable amounts of points on NBA teams that should be able to just lock him down. Yeah, the, yeah. the the bigger conversation, I kind of want to focus this back towards the Nets themselves yeah. and the conversation around around Harden is we know he can ball out. We know he has the skills to be able to do this whenever he wants to turn it on. But from a culture bomb perspective, it seems like that right now is the biggest knock on him. You know, he's been yeah, he's right. been in uh, OKC. Uh, he you know, he went over to the Rockets. Who did he play for between that time? I think did he play with somebody else before that? Or was no, just... I think he went OKC straight to the Rockets and then was in at the OKC Rockets right. forever. It he's seems like he's been in like four different time. trades at this point. Yeah, yeah. It seems yeah. like he's yeah. been in four different trades at this point, which has been actually pretty interesting. Um, yeah. From a from a cultural perspective, what do you think is even left for him at this point? Because the Nets again are finally kind of coming into their own. You have mm-hmm. Harden, I'm not, Harden joining Kyrie. And KD, uh, KD and Harden have already had their own thing back in OKC, and now they're going to reunite. How how do you think that this is going to currently kind of play itself out when it comes to the next season going forward, especially with Kyrie now being AWOL? Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna this go is to the you. most. This is the most toxic team in the National <laughs> Basketball Association. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like remember remember when <laughs> oh go ahead john 
No, no, no. Go ahead. Remember when what? I, I was going to say, remember when the Lakers in that first LeBron year had like Lance Stevenson and <laughs> like it was Lance Stevenson and fucking um, like that was the, the first year before. Oh, God. Who's the tall man who's who can't breathe good? What's his name? Shacked and a fool famous man. Oh, oh, well, there's a bunch. JaVale McGee? JaVale McGee. Yeah, he has really bad asthma. He can't oh, breathe that, that good. That's why he doesn't. Yeah, that's why he doesn't play that much. I just like the way you, you described him, though. You described him like a Game of Thrones character. Yeah. yeah you know? <laughs> but like that was that fucking just like meme. The meme team is what is what we were known as. This is like the most toxic squad I've ever seen in the NBA. And like not even a way that's like fun, like the like that that right. Pistons team that was oh. that like beat people up in the early 2000s yes. like not even fun like that it's like they're gonna kill a person or each other on the court at some point <laughs> well I guess well, it's, it's, yeah, it just creates like there's toxicity on the court there's toxicity behind the scenes and there's toxic there there's toxicity now if there wasn't before between the audience the fan base and the team because they just trade away their future. I mean, we could really talk about that in a second, but it's like, if, if this doesn't work, I mean, and frankly, listen, everyone's, everyone's goal is to win an NBA championship. You know what you you know what you want to do when you win an NBA championship, you want to win another NBA championship. Mm. I don't understand this idea that they're going to put this dream team together, get one championship. And then that's good because I think this team is toast either way. Like if they win a championship this year, who cares next year and the year after that, the nets are going to be doo-doo and, and like, they're really going to be bad in five, six years, which is wild to me because they picked up Steve Nash. When, when I heard that they got Steve Nash as a first time head coach, I went, Oh shit. Like I think Steve Nash is one of the smartest players has ever played the game. Yeah. Not only that, I think he gets into the head of his teammates and his, his, uh, his players in a way that I don't, I don't really ever see. I watched this guy operate before he was an MVP in Dallas. Uh, we let him go and it was the dumbest thing the Mavs have ever done because he was just like such a stone cold killer in Phoenix. And like, as a coach, you want this guy to have a team like maybe the Mavs in 2011, not super glamorous, but deep, like a deep team. And Brooklyn had a lot of depth in that team. They had Jared Allen, Spencer Dinwiddie, mm. uh, uh, Karis LeVert. Like they had these, these players that I looked at, I'm like, they're not superstars anywhere, but like they can play minutes off in that second unit. They can play with the first unit. They're really good players. And to basically sell that out for three of the most volatile superstars in the NBA on one team is nuts. Listen on, on the court stuff. Katie is ridiculous. Katie. Like I was, I texted Nikki the first night uh, the NBA came back being without KD and then Katie coming back. You're like, Oh my God. Like this is one of the best yeah. players in NBA history that <laughs> yeah. just like showed up again. Like yep. he is so unbelievably good. But he's, you know, he's a dickhead. And like the other two, <laughs> Kyrie's just kind of, Kyrie's just kind of MIA. Bless him. Like, uh, listen, you got to get your bag and like figure out what you got to do. I'm not going to sit here like Stephen A. Smith and tell him to retire. I think that's bullshit. But like, I don't know what he's doing. And James Harden's just, 
James Harden is James Harden. We saw how it worked in Houston with Russ, and I don't think it's going to work any better with KD. So yeah. it's a wild situation. I'll say that. I think I think at this point, Kyrie is doing the young guns too, looking for the spirit horse move, where he's like trying to figure it out and, and try to go. And, yeah, like literally, we're gonna see him one day just roll into the into the arena, just on a horse, just spitting yeah. that game and being super hotepping. Yeah. He's going to hotep the hell out of that team uh, at some point. But it's going to be really wild to see when he actually does it. Yeah. I do feel really bad for, for Steve Nash, actually. His, his first-time coach coming into the league with these with this ball of just, like, people who are the most egocentric folks on in the league, or at least a couple of the, of the folks who are most egocentric in the league. But also, there's a lot of promise for this for this Nets team because of yeah. the, the, the energy that Kyrie and KD kind of bring to the table. In sure. that way, John, you kind of you kind of mentioned the the kind of overall trade, and I want to I want to look at that really quickly because I think that is super important too. Um, Am I on here? Uh, I mean, I, I'd I put, think I, I'm on here. I think I might be on here. Look, you're the Cavs 2024 second round pick. <laughs> yeah, that's you're, me. You're absolutely there, right there. <laughs> Nikki, you're definitely a second round pick. I'll say that. <laughs> shout out to this. So shout out to the folks over the crossover for putting up this really nice graphic for what yeah. the the um, the teams were that got what. So we'll really quickly Four just teams. go over this. Three teams, four, no, what's it? One, two, four teams, four, four team teams. trade. Uh, so again, Brooklyn gets uh, Harden and some picks. The Pacers get Karis LeVert uh, and some picks as well from Houston. Uh, the Cavs get Jaron Allen and Torian Prince. Um, and this is the part that gets really interesting. Is wild to see. They, they like they gave them the keys to every office. Like at this point, someone on that team and in these picks is going to be delivering Christmas cookies to people's homes. Mm-hmm. It's going to be wild. But Victor Oladipo, uh, I mean uh, Oladipo, yes. Uh, I do not know how to pronounce this gentleman's name. Rodion's Crooks, I, I believe. Yeah. Bless you, um, Dante Exum, uh, and Nets get three first round picks, which is nuts because they're going to need it. Milwaukee gets uh, a, a first. No, no, no. That's, that's those are no, no, no. Those are. The Nets picks that are now the Rockets. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Thank you. Thank you for, so, for, for fixing that. No, it's Houston's got all these. This is Houston, crazy. Houston, Houston gets all of this stuff. And then yeah. pick swaps for 2021, 23, 25, and 27. And so un- we're not going to be around in 2027. Yeah. And they're unprotected. But by, by that time, Seattle will have another team. So, so yeah, that's like, the- 100%, 100%. Yeah. 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 So the last time they did this, they just did this. They literally just, just did. This. And it went so bad. Like, I don't, I don't understand. I don't get it. Like, nope. Like nobody in the building was like, Hey, we literally just did this. Are we sure we want to do it again? I, I will say that I think current, Kevin Durant, James Harden, and Kyrie Irving are better than Joe Johnson, Paul Pierce, and Kevin Garnett. However, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't. Why would you sell the farm like this? I mean, I think the last time we saw a, a big move like this in this way for the Houston Rockets too was probably during the Elijah Juan Drexler. Barkley move, yeah. right? This is when you saw that yep. kind of stuff. Young kids. I was definitely Elijah around, Juan, and I, saw, I remember that. <laughs> young kids I in his chair. <laughs> Barkley used to play <laughs> basketball. <laughs> he was just a dude on TNT. Yeah. Um, I mean, he was mean then, too. It was great. <laughs> yeah, he was beating up people in the street, throwing up through play glass windows. Yeah. Anyway, this is such a wild thing. But I think, you know, if you were to look at that trade 
and see all the moving parts. Who do you think was the was the winner in that trade scenario? Nikki, what are, what are your thoughts on that? Um, I think the Rockets won. They got rid of a man who didn't want to play for them, and they acquired um, enough picks to field a second basketball team in Houston if they were so inclined. Um, I don't know what I mean. Who do you think won that trade? I mean, from a from a like baller to baller perspective, I think yeah. on the upswing, you get a monster in Victor Oladipo, right? Like yeah. Victor Oladipo. When he was in Orlando, was nasty. When he went to the Pacers, he was nasty. And now, him playing with John Wall, who's fi- finally kind of like figured out where he wants his game to kind of be. He's he's learning his body again mm-hmm. after being out of the league for a little bit. That's a huge deal for Houston. It makes me kind of wish that they had Trevor Ariza back. In a weird yeah. way, Houston. Houston just picked up in the last three months. They picked up three really misused Eastern Conference players. They picked yeah. up. John Wall from Washington, who had, you know, they kept talking about this untradeable contract and never talking about him as like, you know, a top 10 point guard in the league. Um, one of the best defenders in the league uh, uh, on ball defenders. Christian Wood, who left the Pistons. Uh, I don't know why the Pistons didn't throw the, the fucking world at this guy because he seems like. Don't the those- Pistons not have money? The Pistons don't really have money, but they had money for Christian Wood, I think. Uh, they also um, had enough money to buy them terrible-ass jerseys that they got for the season. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. And they, and so the Rockets got Christian Wood, who put up big numbers last night in Houston's win against San Antonio. And uh, and also, um, like Victor Oladipo. Listen, he's coming off of a an injury, but you know, with the Pacers, he didn't want to be there. I get it. Uh, Sabonis looks pretty good up there. Karis LeVert can fit in nicely, I think, with that team. They got a young player. I think he's on contract for like three more seasons, so that's good for them. But yeah, I mean, listen, the Rockets look good now, which is weird, like because they've got a little bit of that depth. They've got this hardened burden off their shoulders, which I think is pretty freeing. I mean, John Wall can step in and be a leader for this team without worrying about stepping on James Harden's toes. Uh, if I'm sitting here as a Dallas Mavericks fan in the Southwest Conference on the Western Division, I'm feeling pretty bad about my next five to seven years because not only are the Houston Rockets pretty good now, I think they're going to be really good in three, four, five years. A little bit like the Pelicans might be and a little bit yeah. like the the Thunder might be because they yeah, just like, I was, was going to say this Rocket squad reminds me of last year's Thunder squad where they have a bunch of stuff waiting in the wings that could pan out um and right now the team is like un- unbelievably underrated but will give you will like get into the playoffs and then give you a tough series yeah, um yeah like think about somebody but the, the favorite thing about writing you know when i read writing about the thunder right now is like against all odds the these players keep winning i'm like maybe the players are good that they've like yeah. figured out <laughs> how to draft and trade for i'm like i don't know if it's that crazy that this team is good you know um so it's it's definitely interesting to see these young teams with a bright future playing hard now like that's a really yeah. exciting thing for the league yeah, for sure. And I think I think, you know, a, a part of that trade that, that went to Houston that is a little bit undersold is the Dante Exum part of that, too. Mm. I think a lot of yeah. people aren't giving him a lot of respect in the league uh, because he's had some weird kind of down up and down seasons. But I think yeah, in terms of the he way he injured up, his second year. Right. Yeah, yeah like, he was pretty hurt, badly yeah. like he shattered his kneecap or something. Yeah, he was hurt. And, then, and then he kind of came back and has 
tried to figure out ways to kind of integrate himself back into the offenses that he wound up finding himself in. But I think he is going to be one of those players that's going to be fantastic off the bench. He's going to be mm-hmm. one of those like potential six man of the year if he's if he's healthy kind of players. Uh, so it's going to be really interesting to see how that winds up working. Um, the the other thing that I wanted to dig into besides this just madness that we see kind of coming down the pipe. We uh, There was a fantastic uh, video that came out um, a little while ago, probably maybe a couple of days ago. Actually, it was the day of the trade because it was pertaining to the trade uh, where the the, conver- the conversation was literally about like uh, every time LeBron has his super team, uh, somebody else tries to get their super team and try to complete, compete against them. Um, I wish I had the video to share. I don't have it with me. Uh, to put I have it. Would you like it? It's from the from the fine folks over at RDC. We'll hold it for um, now because I think we'll, we'll wind up putting yeah. it in, into the YouTube version of this whenever it goes up or whatever the way, wherever it winds up landing. But I think the conversation there about LeBron building his team and then someone trying to everyone basically leaving the West Coast Western Conference <laughs> to go East now is yeah. brilliant. And it, again, it, yeah. it, it talks to the, the 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 majestic the majestic way that LeBron. Uh, moves everything in the league, you know. What are your what, what are your thoughts around that? Because I think that that is a absolutely reasonable thing to say. I think I think it is a testament to the fact that LeBron James is in fact thirty six years old, yeah, and that people are still actively trying to destroy this man, <laughs> and it like they and to the point where they have to build teams that if you told someone on paper five years ago that they were going to have to build, you'd be like, you're wrong. What are you talking about? <laughs> um, it's wild. I think like this, this trade has like changed so many things because I was afraid, honestly, like I, we're going to make the playoffs. Obviously I think all three of our teams are going to make the playoffs. I am no longer afraid of, um, a of a uh, of the Mavericks uh, because I just don't you're not old enough yet and I think LeBron can kind of just be I, like I, I think you're right done. I won't I won't yeah. even argue with you there yeah, yeah. Um, and then the team I was still afraid about was the Blazers now that they have well had Nurkic back but my man broke oh. his wrist yesterday yeah Bummer. so now what I think is going to actually happen is that this Rockets team is going to get is going to like go up against the Blazers in the first round of the playoffs and then we're going to have to go up against this new look this new look Rockets team and then I don't know what's going to happen cuz like I have no idea how this Rockets team is going to play so I don't know I'm so, sorry about your tall son Ka I mean, look, he broke his as, 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 uh, I mean, I think, I think my, I may need the same kind of help getting out of this Jersey that he's going to need, uh, getting his wrist fixed. Cause this is definitely will take surgery to cut it's me out bummer. of this bad boy. Uh, John, what are your thoughts about, you know, again, the, 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 where we see the landscape now in this kind of reformed Eastern conference that seems yeah. to now be reasonable and, and have some actual firepower in it. I, I, uh, I'm of two minds, right? I mean, I think Brooklyn probably figures that um, this was enough to get them past Giannis, who still not convincing me he's a playoff guy. Like, no. it is, it's brutal. Uh, I, I'd love to see this guy take a next, take the next step because 
regular season, he's untouchable, but he, he can't seem to. And I don't think Drew Holiday is like the thing that's going to get them over the hump. I just don't. Um, Boston's interesting. Tatum is obviously a great young player. That core is super young. So like that is pretty exciting for Boston. Uh, obviously, the Knicks are improving. I'm just kidding. Uh, but like <laughs> the Knicks uh, look good for okay. like three weeks. They, they did. Good. They yeah. did. I mean, Obi Obi Toppin's pretty interesting. I don't know. Let's see. The, I mean, um, the, the other kid, the, the tall kid, Robinson is is the star of that yeah. team right now. Oh, Mitchell Robinson's legit. Yeah, He's a monster. Um, but but uh, I, I think Brooklyn made this move to basically say we can get past Miami, Boston, and the Bucks with this team. I think they're probably right. I think they're probably right. If they, if they get, if they lose one or two games in a series in the playoffs, I might go, you know, because I don't know how resilient this team would be, but um, they're probably good enough to make the Eastern conference finals. The fact that every team wants to basically figure out a way to beat LeBron is just uh, an acknowledgement that LeBron James, even at 36 years old is the best player in the league. I don't really think it's debatable the way that he can transform. He can, he can turn, if you look at Anthony Davis's stat line, mm-hmm. he has never had a worse stat line and he looks more dangerous than he's ever been in his entire career because he's playing with LeBron James and like, he could just make things happen that, you know, are super easy for him now. So Having having Anthony Davis as your number two is pretty special, and having LeBron just on the team at all, I'd say that's a pretty good place to be. Um, I know the Pelicans would say that, you know, wow, if we had (laughs) Anthony Davis as our number two, we'd be feeling pretty good. So I I think it's a testament to just how good he is now, and I think how good he will be when he's thirty eight, thirty nine, and dare I say it, forty. I mean, I think we're looking at. I think we're looking at the, you know, aside from the kissing your kids on the mouth and the white uh, racist <laughs> shit, we're looking at the Tom Brady of, of the National Basketball Association. Like, I think LeBron's going to be well into his early 40s before we're talking about retirement. I think he's going to play two or three seasons with his kid. I really yeah. do. And, yeah. you know, like, I, I can't wait for it. And And I think as long as he retires, people will be loading up to try to beat him. I mean, the fact that you just said he's, he'll play a couple of seasons with his kids. Shout out to having kids young. Cool. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, and also, it works I, out sometimes. And also, I kind of love how every time we talk about the Lakers and we talk about LeBron, Nikki looks like the, like the happiest dad. <laughs> it's just so, it is so great. <laughs> I just, it, there was so much time when this team was horse shit. Like, I watched, <laughs> yeah. I, watched, I watched this team waste Kobe's final years, and I was like, oh, damn, they really God. did this man wrong. And I was like, we can't do this to LeBron James. He's doing us a big solid coming out here because um, he really doesn't need to. Um, and like, it's just so it's just so satisfying, you know. Like this is how this is. How, I haven't felt this way. Okay, that's not true. I felt this way three whole times in my life when we won the three peat when I was a baby, and then when we got to the finals three consecutive times um, when I was a teenager, and now uh, as a young adult. Uh, the basketball team is good again. So listen, I just think that uh, <laughs> ev- like it's just been so long, you know, ten whole yeah. years since I won the last saw a championship. Um, God, yeah, it's been well, hard, I mean, but I'm really happy that we're back. Well, I'll say this before we go to the last part of the show. Uh, I think the last time I felt really good about the Knicks, I could actually fit this size, this size jersey. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually about that about the time that would be the time. When was that the, actually when 
the last time we felt good about the Knicks? When was the last Three time? Three weeks ago. It was when... <laughs> <laughs> It was three weeks ago. I was like, yo, we might actually have something. And then I looked at those stupid ass jerseys that look like old New York City uh, subway tokens. And I was like, uh-huh. this is the problem. Oh, you have a bad, yeah. you have I a jo- bad designer. <laughs> I got, I think very quickly on city jerseys. I think the one you're wearing right now for the Blazers is good. I love this I think jersey. the Lakers, I think the Lakers blue and white is good. But going back to the Sunday, Sunday blues for the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, I got John as a birthday gift last year. The um, graffiti Mav City jersey, oh, and I got him a Porzingis Graffiti's Mav jersey. It's the meanest thing he's ever done to me. I was going to say, what, how long? How long after you got it did you burn it? Uh, I I did keep it. I put it up. I did hang it up in my. I I was very I was very nice to it because I uh, I don't know it came from Nikki who is now frozen frozen in time. It's okay. um, but. Uh, but yeah, like I, I I kept it because it was from Nikki. But hey, uh, I wanted to burn it for sure. It would be reasonable if you did. I think I think that that would make make <laughs> make make sense if you wind up burning it. Uh, Nikki has rejoined yeah. us from I'm from back. the Lakers locker right. room. Uh, Are you no, I did. I the I gift did. they got you. No, no, no. I said I didn't burn it because it came from uh, Nikki. If it came from someone else, <laughs> I would have burnt it. All I will say is that it still has the tags on. That's all I'll say. <laughs> it is wow. not getting worn anytime soon. If I lose, if I lose a bet, I'll wear it. But no one wants to see me all in right. a Mav City jersey. No, uh, I do. Okay. We, all, we all, we all want this to be. We all want this to be real. We want, we want this to be the best that we could possibly have it. Um, before we get up out of here again, I think one of the most interesting parts of this conversation, I want to circle back on Harden, is. You know, again, this is a ticking time bomb waiting to go off. We're, we're waiting and we're anticipating how badly this is going to go. Who do you think is going to be the first person that Harden gets into a fight with? Ooh. That's a... <laughs> Ooh. I think it's going to be Kyrie. I think, ah. I think KD, I, as, as much of uh, a a poster a shit poster i think kd is i do legitimately think he's grown up especially since uh since the year he went to the warriors sure huh yeah 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 um no i do think i do think kd has uh grown since he was on the warriors and i do think that the conversation around him kind of being a baby about the way he approached winning legitimately did get to him. I do think it humbled him. And also like he and James have played together before. So I, I don't think it's going to be, I don't think they're going to get into it. I think James Harden is going to like bash heads with Kyrie Irving from a, of like a, I want the ball perspective that yeah. we haven't yeah. seen in a minute. Um, but I don't know. I haven't watched enough Nets games to see how Steve Nash uh, p- runs that offense. But we're, I, we might be a situation where Steve has to suit up because there's not going to be they're going to be down a guy. He would. He would. He would. He totally would. John, last thoughts on 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 who who the beef is going to come from first? Uh, Amari Stoudemire, <laughs> assistant coach of the Brooklyn Nets. Wait, Amari, wait, Amari Stoudemire is a is a, is a coach. Yeah. 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 Wait, what? Yes. Yes, yeah, Steve yeah. got him. Steve Nash, like, 
Steve Nash like brought a ton of the people from Phoenix over. Wait, what, wait a minute. Uh, yeah, hold on. Wait they got minute. Mike D'Antoni, Mari Stoudemire. Yeah, yep. They got a lot of those people. Yeah, yeah running that, that is the that's seven seconds or less in my life. That is the dumbest thing I've heard in in this whole NBA season. Was Amari Stoudemire being an assistant coach? Yeah, Yeah. former former Israeli basketball star Amari Stoudemire. No, this is true. Real, like I, I, I legitimately mean that. I think, like, I think uh, Steve Nash has got Mike D'Antoni and Amari Stoudemire on that staff. I have to imagine Amari Stoudemire is the is the kind of the the toughness coach yeah. on that team the one yeah. that's really going to coach them up about being physical and whatever i think he is going to get into a scrap with i we're going to hear about it and an, an unmentioned <laughs> off the record fight that we don't know about and it was just like amari stoudemire and james harden yeah. just fighting uh, uh, uh I, I to to if you want an on the court answer i think nikki's right i think it's going to be uh Kyrie and and james harden um about who's going to be the ball you know the the, the main ball handler on that offense. I mean, everyone is assuming Kyrie will be the third option on this team, which like he didn't like That's being the wild. second option. Yeah. So, you know, like I I don't you you <laughs> I would love to know what those conversations were like in the locker room, in the boardroom, wherever with these players about this trade. Like, what are the ramifications here? How do you do it? What was the conference call like with Steve Nash when it was just like, listen, Harden wins out of Houston so bad, we're going to throw the world at him. Uh, how are you going to deal with that? I, I wouldn't have taken that phone call. I would have probably quit. Um, <laughs> but Steve Nash is a pro and like you'll deal with it. But like he'll butt heads with Kyrie. I think he'll butt heads with that coaching staff. I really do. I don't, I don't think he runs a – d'antoni style phoenix offense and i think is it's just gonna be he doesn't like mike uh, d'antoni mike d'antoni got out he got out and now he's back in the fucking building i don't like mike d'antoni either yeah (laughs) fair enough yeah that that Lakers team sucked the knicks team sucked yeah he's not a good coach he's not a good coach I mean, if you ever wanted, if there was ever a thing to blame Kobe on, it was the fact that Mike D'Antoni was still in the league as long as he was. Yeah. Because he was trading on the fact that he was like, I knew your dad and I was hanging I, out with your dad. I want to, I want to ask you a question, Ka, yep. real quick. Cause we, we, you, you asked us and, and we moved on, but like, I'm curious cause you got, you got two teams, you got your new team, you yep. got, the, you got the, the, the trailblazers and you, you've got the Knicks. Harden coming to the Knicks. I yeah. have to imagine you'd be all right with that. I'd be totally fine with him him coming to the Knicks. Okay. I think that the interesting part of all, like, I don't want him anywhere near Portland because there's I was, no, like, I was, no. I was gonna be, you would have to get rid of McCollum, right? And then you would have this insane backcourt, but would it be compatible? It would so. never also work. Too many strip clubs. We do have the most per capita. Anyway, we do have a lot of strip clubs. We have the, we have the best vegan strip club. Anyway, is a conversation there. Um, <laughs> but I think the interesting part about the Portland version of that would be how do you have two super headstrong folks in in Dame and Harden kind of play together? I weirdly think that they could figure it out. But again, I actually Harden, agree with you. I, because I think I think Dame is in and I hate to use this term because it's stupid, but it's like that that like very alpha personality, mm-hmm. right? Which is something that is very understated, but it's there. Like people know that this is his team and that the city loves him. Like the city here in Portland loves Damian Lillard. Like he will go down as one of those people here 
in the city that will walk into any place. He's a Kobe. And, like he he's absolutely the, he's is. the Kobe Bryant yeah, of Portland. Absolutely. He's a Dirk. I mean, Dirk in Dallas is yeah. the same way. Like Dirk never has to pay for a meal ever again. That will yeah. be Dane, that will be Dane for the rest of his time whenever he decides to yeah. stay here or leave or whatever, right? But the Knicks, in terms of what that would wind up being, the funniest part about that team would be he wouldn't blow that team up. The press would eat him alive, though. Yeah. New York yeah. press is one of the biggest reasons why everyone leaves the New York metro area mm-hmm. to play ball. Because they are relentless. They don't give a care, they don't give a shit about your feelings. They will track you down and the paparazzi yeah. will be right behind them taking pictures of you while you're over there in the Flint Club. So like you gotta yeah. figure it out early and that's the reason why to a certain extent brooklyn is a better fit for him because no one cares about jersey in that way yeah <laughs> like it's not it's not the, there's no jersey media that's going to come after you that's going to be like trying to track you down and figure out what the deal is with you and why you didn't show up for practice right um but i think in terms of the knicks themselves it would honestly be a fantastic move only because harden is a veteran like he still mm-hmm has enough years in where he can teach folks to do what they need to do to play around him, but he's going to be mad that he doesn't have another player, his caliber there to help him get there. He's not the kind of like build people up player. He's like, I need people who are going to be just as good as me or or better, but he doesn't think anybody else is better than him, which is the problem. Um, So um, I would love to see it. I would, I would never buy a Harden Knicks Jersey. Uh, I would, (laughs) I would never do that. That would be blasphemous to anything. Uh, I do. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was going to say, I do have one more question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Do you think this changes the perspective that literally any person has of the Brooklyn Nets? Yes. Do you but think I, if do you think it's contingent on them winning the championship? Oh, absolutely. Well, I think that. The, well, here's the thing. Yes, and it already has. Right. Mm. Uh, the 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 best part of Kyrie deciding to go to to, to Brooklyn was that one, they're still trying to figure out ways to, um, to, 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 um, you know, say why, you know, why do we pay for the Barclays center? Why, you know, justify yeah. the Barclays center as a, as a, as a new thing Two, they're still trying to figure out ways to differentiate themselves from the Knicks, which they've already done through lots of different things. Mm-hmm. But the fact that they figured out a way to get all of the energy away from New York as an entity. Yeah. In and of itself, especially if you're from that area, you understand that any like the 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 Giants are the New York team, mm-hmm. and the Knicks are the New York team. Don't mm-hmm. no, like the Jets are a Jersey team, even though they're yeah. they're yep. a New York team, even though they all play yep. in the same place, right? Yeah. Yep. So it's that kind of differentiation there that happens, uh, and that part is is very very important um, as a, as a you know tri-state fan uh, in that in mm-hmm. that way. So. They've already changed the culture in terms of that conversation. They are no longer the blue and white Nets, uh, which yeah. their jerseys are so bad. Their city jerseys are so bad. Oh, no, those are really bad. Awful jerseys. Kind of like tie-dye, yeah. They're so bad. Um, but I think in terms of if they win a championship or not, if they win a championship, they then get to be the shit talkers of the East Coast mm-hmm. in that way. And especially in the sure. tri-state, for sure. Yeah. You're going to have all the cats who are going to be rocking Brooklyn Nets jerseys who never even stepped foot in the Barclays Center. <laughs> uh, but we will see. Um, that will then put more pressure on James Dolan on the Knicks side to actually to sell do the team. a thing. To sell the team. Please, <laughs> BB Jesus, sell the team. 
I, I, I will, I will make that GoFundMe. I got thirty dollars. I, I bet you, the funny thing is, if you've really had a groundswell of people who were like, yo, if we could get enough money to go get James Dolan to sell the team, yeah. you would absolutely get it to work. It would work. Um, so that, that to answer your question, absolutely in that respect. Um, we're going to yeah. get up out of here. This was the, our first episode of Corner 3. Thank all of you for coming through and, and rocking with us. Nikki and John, as usual, you are the best on the planet. Uh, if you want to hear more of these shows, please let us know. Uh, on the Fanbyte Network, on Fanbyte Social, on all those places you can find all the work that we're doing here. Please hit us up on social. As soon as this goes up on podcast feeds, please hit us up with a five-star review because we deserve it and we're dope. And because I can't breathe in this damn jersey. So it would really help me out if you actually sent the five-star review uh, for, for this wonderful new show that we're doing here at in the Fanbyte Network. So much love to you all. We'll see you all soon. And we get up out of here. We say peace. Bye. Good stuff, boys. Hey. hey. That was hey. great. Sorry 